This episode of Keeping Up With The Windsors is brought to you by our VIP Royal Community members and our supporters over on Ko-fi. Your donations have helped pay for our software, podcast hosting, equipment upgrades and licensing fees. Thank you so much for keeping us on the air. And now, on to today's show. A grand fanfare welcome to our podcast, Keeping Up With The Windsors dedicated to the royal family each episode will be crowned to the rafters with opinions news and commentary on the comings and goings of the family of windsor with your hosts and royal fangirls rachel andrews and michelle soul so grab yourself a cuppa straighten up your tiara shine your knighthood round up your corgis and let's keep up with the windsors Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Keeping Up With The Windsors. My name's Michelle. And I'm Rachel. We're back! (laughs) We are back! Wow. So I just want to say really quickly, Royal Community, thank you so much for all of your lovely messages over our summer special. We've had four episodes. It's been amazing to have your feedback. You've really, really enjoyed Marie Antoinette. Rach, well done, girl. I knew personally it was an amazing episode that you'd put together, but everyone really enjoyed it have you been surprised by the reaction i was honestly so nervous about putting those episodes out because it was a passion project for me and i spent about a week getting those notes together you did yeah yeah (laughs) so i'm just really grateful that everybody who messaged us seemed to enjoy the episode so much and I hope that you discovered something new about Marie Antoinette and a lot of you didn't really know her story. So that was fantastic for me to tell you her side of what her life was like, what her life was like at Versailles and her outcome and what happened to her during the French Revolution. And I mean, I was learning things as well. So it was absolutely amazing. So much so that we probably will be looking to do some more historical royal figures coming up. Uh, We don't know when that is, Royal Community, so we don't want to tease you too much. But we just want to say thank you so much for all of your support. We have reached the milestone of 800,000 downloads. Can you believe it, Rich? Oh my goodness. Who knew that two years ago, when we started this podcast during covid two and a half years right just two two and a half (laughs) that it would come to this like we'd be at eight hundred thousand downloads it just blows my mind and the fact that you all listen to us every single week hello to everybody that's just joining us now and if you've been with us from the beginning thank you so so much for your support we love doing this podcast we love talking about the royals shell we talk about the royals even when we're not doing the podcast so (laughs) yes we do roach and i had a conversation last night talking about our holidays and we said this is just holiday talk (laughs) We will talk about royal (laughs) stuff in another chat. We will briefly talk to you about our holidays right at the end when we've spoken about all the royal stuff. If you want to stay on and listen to our little snippet of how Rach and I got on holiday-wise, we'll just do a little synopsis and you can listen on if that's something that you want to listen to. We understand that we've been off air, so to speak, for a month. And so there has been things that have gone on during that month, but we're not going to cover that in today's episode because it literally will be a two-hour episode. (laughs) So we have handpicked some of the things to chat about today, and we've had some really great surprising things. So what's coming up on today's episode, Rach? 
So today we're going to be talking about the one year anniversary of Queen Elizabeth II's passing and, of course, King Charles III's accession. We're also going to be chatting about the Duchess of Edinburgh and a cute guide dog, Shell. Yeah. <laughs> this is right up your alley. One of our favourites, the Princess of Wales. And also a very, very special royal podcast episode. Royal community, hold on to your hats. It's all coming up in today's and it's not episode. Ours. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's not ours. So why don't we head into the Royal Roundup for this week? Oh, Rach, it's been a year since Queen Elizabeth II's passed away and also the accession of King Charles III. Now, to mark this occasion, the king recorded a message. And in the message, he said... In marking the first anniversary of Her Late Majesty's death and my accession, we recall with great affection her long life, devoted service, and all she meant to so many of us. I am deeply grateful, too, for the love and support that has been shown to my wife and myself during this year, as we do our utmost to be of service to you all. And we have dedicated episode 134 to looking back and remembering Queen Elizabeth II. So if you'd like our take on that, please feel free to listen to last week's episode. But I thought this was a lovely tribute, Rach. It was so nice, wasn't it? And I loved that he didn't really make it about himself and the social media post wasn't about him and Queen Camilla. It was about the Queen passing and her life of dedication and service to us as the people. I I thought it was a beautiful message, actually, and it was really poignant. We said it in that episode last week. We think the King is doing an amazing job, Shell especially the transition. I was really worried about the transition, but actually I think he's just been that real solidifying and constant in a very changing world because there's been a lot of change for us, even over the last three years, you know, not just with the Queen, but quite a lot of things around us as well. The King has really created that bedrock and I've been really surprised by how comfortable I feel with him being King. I also just wanted to say that we did see the Prince and Princess of Wales in St. David's Cathedral in Wales with a remembrance service for the Queen and they they, they put some flowers by a, a picture of the Queen oh, didn't no. they? Oh. so sweet it was so yeah. sweet and we also had the King marked the day privately but we did see him at church with Queen Camilla in Balmoral so he was sporting the King's tartan he's got new tartan right yeah it's the first time are we going to get King Charles III's order soon Royal I know order? come on we need the order we need the order not like we'll ever have it <laughs> ourselves maybe we can make a keep it up with the Windsor's order Rach what do you think <laughs> services to the monarchy and the royal family (laughs) (laughs) rachel michelle let's move on to the duchess of edinburgh as patron of guide dogs uk she presented guide dog piper with a putting my paws up special dog tag to mark his retirement after years of loyal service. I can't. Piper and his owner Mary were invited to Bagshot Park, the home of Sophie and Edward, to mark this occasion. Uh, well, firstly, I thought it was a really nice touch that they were in Bagshot Park because they never really use that as a backdrop for engagements, do they? I mean, putting my paws up. <laughs> what an award. Oh, I love it. So adorable. If you've listened to the podcast for a long time, you know we both love dogs. <laughs> we love dogs. Guide dogs are remarkable. What they know and how they get trained, it just baffles me. I just absolutely love it. 
Right, Rach, let's talk about the Princess of Wales. We saw her visit High Down Prison to learn how the charity is supporting those in the criminal justice system to manage and recover from their addictions. Catherine was there as patron of the Forward Trust and she shadowed a family during a visit to see and experience what the process was like. Did you see that she sat on a chair and then the sniffer dogs went around her? Did you yeah. see that? I, I never thought she would do something like that. Mm, I know. And and I think she kind of looked around like, is it over? Like, what, what's, what's happening? But of course, they need that because they don't want drugs going in and out of the prison or, you know, any contraband. I feel like I'm on some kind of... <laughs> Crime watch. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, Rach, we're showing our age. <laughs> <laughs> the bill. <laughs> I should say the line of duty. Okay. <laughs> During the engagement, she sat with prisoners working with the Forward Trust that enter prison due to addiction. The visit was ahead of Addiction Awareness Week, which takes place from the 28th of October to the 4th of November. And any patronages or awareness weeks that we do ever mention in the podcast will always be in the show notes. So if you're listening on Spotify or Apple, just scroll up and the podcast notes will always be there for you. What did you think overall of this visit, Rach? Well, one, it was nice to see her because we wasn't expecting it. It wasn't announced until the day. Also, I've never been to a prison shell. It must be quite scary for her as well as the Princess of Wales. The amount of security that must have gone into that visit that we probably didn't even see. Wow. I agree with you. And I think it's such an important piece of the puzzle with addiction because we we know that the Prince and Princess of Wales both have patronages that um, help addiction and also it's a great way of bringing the spotlight onto the Forward Trust. Mm. It's, It's an excellent charity that hopefully if you can get people out of addiction that potentially might not lead to crime and vice versa so I thought the engagement was fitting and I actually like the power suits back bring on the power suit and the new haircut (laughs) yeah talk to me about the the new haircut Rach well she's had some low lights which I'm loving I'm all here for it she looked incredible and it was a bouncy blow dry I feel like we're getting circa 2015 or whatever as Duchess of Cambridge That looks coming back. And I just thought it was such a fresh and modern take. And it looked great on her. I thought she looked fantastic. I think as well, we we haven't seen her without the curls yet. But maybe she's had a few layers in the front. I'm not sure. We'll see. Yeah, I think the Americans call it bangs, don't they? Bangs is what we call a fringe fringe. normally. I don't think it's a full fringe. I think it's quite a layered. If you wanted to call it a fringe or a bang, it's quite a layered and longer fringe. I also need to say that on our Instagram, Keep It Up With Windsor's pod, you mentioned she had some bandaged fingers, right? Yes. And apparently this was because she was playing on the trampoline with kids. (laughs) love it and she injured herself just as a normal mum does (laughs) yeah get on the trampoline so staying with Catherine and in fashion news it has been announced that creative director of Alexander McQueen Sarah Burton will be stepping down with her last show in September 2024 now her partnership with the Princess of Wales started when she famously created Kate Middleton's wedding dress her outfits for all three of her children's christenings when she was the Duchess of Cambridge the dresses for her 40th birthday portraits and not forgetting her exquisite coronation gown 
Now, countless of times, Catherine has relied on Sarah's design for red carpet looks, balcony appearances and engagements, which has shaped how we view the Princess of Wales as a style icon today. I think it's just going to be really interesting to see if Sarah starts her own line and her own label, whether Catherine will support her by wearing her clothes. What better endorsement could you have than the Princess of Wales? Yeah, but you know what, Rach? What if she became like the Angela Kelly of Catherine? Wouldn't that be amazing? Like she was the actual... The like, dresser, the official the dresser. The Prince of Wales dresser, yeah. Could you imagine? I'm it all was, for it, by the way. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think everyone would be all for it, right? She has had so many iconic looks from Alexander McQueen, hasn't she? Absolutely. And like you say, it's a staple in her wardrobe. So it's going to be quite interesting to see not only where Alexander McQueen goes, style-wise, design-wise... But where Catherine goes, maybe she's going to lean more to Amelia Wickstead. You never know. And also, Shell, the engagement with the Forward Trust was the day after this announcement. And let me tell you, that was not a coincidence that Catherine was wearing Alexander McQueen on that day. Yeah. Well, she's got so many in the wardrobe, right? She can just go into the archives and just pick what she wants. So I don't think she's got to be too short for Alexander McQueen designs. Royal community, that is our Royal Roundup for this week. Let's move into the Royal News when we had one of the most surprising engagements for three Royal family members. or No, four Royal family <laughs> members all in one go. Let's head to the Royal News and let's talk all about it. Shell, the Royal crossover, we never knew we needed, right? We never knew we needed this, but it was so cool. It was so good. So to kick off the Rugby World Cup, the Prince and Princess of Wales and the Princess Royal appeared on Mike Tyndall's podcast, The Good, The Bad and The Rugby, in their roles as royal patrons of the sport. Now, William is the patron of Welsh Rugby Union. He became patron in 2016 after Queen Elizabeth II stepped down. Catherine is the patron of England Rugby Football Union and has been since 2022. And this patronage used to belong to Prince Harry and Princess Anne has been patron of Scottish Rugby Union since 1986. All hail the hobnob. All hail the hobnob. (laughs) Now, if you don't know Royal Community, this podcast is hosted by Mike Tyndall, who, if you didn't know, where (laughs) Royal Community, if you don't know, (laughs) is married to Zara Tyndall. And it also is hosted by James Haskell, who is a ex-rugby player, and Alex Payne. And this episode has already had over two million views on YouTube. Amazing. Two million. Incredible. Now, some things we learnt, Shell. As we said, Anne has been patron since 1986. 37 years. 37, 37 years. Years. It was an accident. She had two weeks' notice <laughs> to open a stand as someone had let them down. And she wasn't competing that week with the horses. And so she went. The wrong hobnob would not let you I down. Know. She will be there. She's like Baywatch. I'll be there. <laughs> And a month later, they asked her to become patron. I love this. I love it. The thing is, she probably went there, made such an impact that they were like, come on, let's get her as patron. Yeah. Mike said about Catherine, I'm not going to say you're uber competitive, giving a look to the camera. (laughs) And then she said, I'm not competitive at all. I've seen her play beer pong. (laughs) Now we know what happens at Christmas. Now we know. (laughs) Yes. Rich, have you ever played beer pong? No, I don't drink alcohol very rarely. 
Oh my gosh, I am so... What is going on with me if I haven't played beer pong? Maybe I should play cherry aid pong. I'd be pretty good at Dr. Pepper pong or something. Do you know what I mean? Cranberry juice. (laughs) Absolutely. But the thing is with beer pong, it's supposed to be fun, isn't it? Because you can't chuck it because you can't see because you're drinking all the beer. But anyway, we're we're crack throws anyway, so it's fine. (laughs) (laughs) William revealed that the only time he's ever cried watching sports is when Zara won the European Championships and he said we were huddling around the phone watching it she was there she was blubbing away as the flag was going up I was in pieces I was so proud and that just got me I was like oh you can tell that they have such a close relationship yeah what the one thing I loved the most about this actual interaction and Royal Community I will say this go watch it on YouTube you obviously listen to it if that's the thing that you like with podcasts, but you see so many more subtleties and body language cues from watching it on YouTube. And you could see that William mentioned that he had cried. And then you could see Catherine trying to remember, who was that? And then she said, oh, yeah, it was Zara. Like, you could tell that... She's been there for such a big portion of William's life. There's so much history there. I guess, in a way, it it likened to the relationship I have with my husband, because I've known my husband since I was 11 years old. So we have memories of being young we both know about. And not everyone has that. So it's, it's, it's quite a unique thing to have. William and Catherine have never finished a game of tennis, apparently. And this is because they're both competitive. What I loved about this is they were over speaking each other. Mm. So one of them was talking and then one of them was interrupting, but not in a bad way. And one of them said, it becomes a mental challenge. Who can outdo each other mentally? (laughs) Yeah. I don't have a competitive bone in my body. So I don't understand this at all. (laughs) Honestly, with Monopoly, sometimes I'm like, oh, it's fine. Just, it's, it's okay. Yeah. William and Catherine are taking part in the parents' race at the kids' school. Catherine had to go barefoot as she wasn't prepared and William came second to an Italian dad. <laughs> he goes, I'm wanting to beat him, but... Yeah. What did he say? One of his mates pulled a hamstring or something. <laughs> it was so, so apparently, funny. they'd called and said there's not going to be a parents race, so they weren't prepared at all. Because you could just imagine, couldn't you? She's turning up in trainers in her, like, rugby union stuff. I'm just Ooh. coming prepared. But they just rocked up as normal parents without any trainers and whatever I, I, I honestly I think I'd be a bit distraught if it was me like they <laughs> didn't tell us Shell we've said it time and time again sporty Catherine right the girl loves cold water swimming yeah and they both play paddle tennis like what does this couple not do <laughs> come on number one I don't know what paddle tennis is <laughs> and number two honestly Catherine was eagerly like I love cold water swim I'm like nobody ever nobody. just like I love it but apparently <laughs> this is a movement isn't it and maybe you never know Rach there might possibly be something in the future of cold water swimming and I think one of the presenters said oh like Wim Hof and I was like yeah Wim Hof breathing techniques who knows that might be part of an initiative coming up for Catherine I honestly thought when you said about cold water swimming that you were going to try <laughs> No way. I hate being cold. I hate it. It was also revealed that Charlotte plays rugby and football because they were talking about sports that generally boys in the past would have just played. And now as time's gone on, girls have been able to participate in these sports. I've heard before that Charlotte plays football, but I didn't necessarily know that she plays rugby as well. And Anne, obviously, 
the royal hobnob that she is, has completed three circuits at the Formula One track in Silverstone. <laughs> and do you know what one thing she said? My claim to fame is I didn't stall it. And I was like, yeah. of course you didn't stall it. You are the hobnob. Of course you didn't. What I loved as well was when Catherine was announced as the patron for England rugby. And we remember Royal Community when she went to the training ground and they hoisted her up, didn't they? And Mike said to the presenters who, again, play rugby as well. He said, I text them saying, come on, you've got to give me something about her form or something that I can basically rib her on, yeah. can tease her about. And they were like, no, it was really good. <laughs> <laughs> she honestly seems like she's great at everything. Come on. Yeah. We need her to be bad at something. Even pretend to be bad at something. Please, Catherine. <laughs> <laughs> So one of the things that I absolutely loved about this is the playfulness and the banter between all of them, not just the family members, but the presenters as well, because it can be, I guess, a bit intimidating going into the green room at Windsor Castle. And what made me laugh is that those seats that they were sat on, no one can normally go near them. (laughs) They're like cornered off to the public. You can't even sniff them like it's bad. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and the fact that they were just sitting there so casually on this silk green Chippendale or whatever it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Priceless piece of furniture. Yeah, that's when you know that you're royal, right? Yeah. And it's interesting, isn't it? Because we have, as royal fans, when we go to those places, as you mentioned, Rach, there's always ropes cornered off. But it's a very different atmosphere to actually being able to sit on the furniture and with that comes great responsibility and I think Mike <laughs> is holding his own with that how is he Absolutely. not intimidated obviously I know he's been in the family for a while now but could you imagine making your way into that family that's so intimidating and I also loved not just the relationship and the banter between William and Catherine but also between Anne and Mike as mother and son-in-law Yeah, there was a moment where Mike mentioned driving the cars and Mike said, you're a good driver to the hobnob. And she went, and I swear (laughs) on, I I laughed so much. I laughed so much because you could see that he's never said that to her before and she really reacted, but she reacted in such a human way. Like, oh, really? Like, hang on a minute. I'm chuffed. You've given me a compliment. Yeah. It was so real. And I love the fact they brought their authenticity to this podcast episode. And I think it's one of those things as well where we sometimes forget that they are a family and you could really see those family dynamics coming through. And the fact that there was little inside jokes that we'll never be privy to, but they obviously knew what they were talking about. Yeah, totally. I think about everything they've been through as a family over the last couple of years and how much connection is probably gelled even more because of that. You know the Hobnob is my favourite royal member of the family, but this episode is the reason why other people who maybe might have counted her out as a member of the royal family saw her in a very different way. She is so knowledgeable. Her wisdom is so high with everything. She has such a level of detail. There's also a sternness to her. Like, there's no messing around, right? Yeah. At the start of it, you could tell she was a little bit nervous. Like, she's out mm-hmm. of her comfort zone here. And I think maybe the conversation was, and I'm just speculating on this but Mike might have asked hey why don't you come on a podcast you know so much about rugby you've been patron for so many years now 37 years wouldn't it be great for you to have a a conversation and then 
maybe it was like actually why don't we add William and Catherine in because I don't want to do it on my own or I couldn't do that on my own and she doesn't like attention does she when it was all of them together I think it really worked and it's so lovely to see her with William and Catherine with Mike as well you know we never really get to see Mike and Anne in the same room having a conversation in a normal capacity as royal fans and Mm. I think wasn't it Mike saying that can you remember that thing he said in the jungle where he was dancing or something (laughs) with his boxer shorts what did he say he split his trousers didn't he (laughs) yeah that banter is always there you see programs like The Crown and I think that sucks the light out of the fact that they're real human beings having a family experience in a really extreme set of circumstances. I think it was James Haskell that actually made the joke, oh, maybe check my bag, I haven't put a candlestick in it or something. (laughs) And then Anne joked, they screw everything down. And it just reminded me, they're custodians of that place. They don't own it, they're custodians. They're just people who are born into extreme situation. I just thought this was such a lovely way to start off the new royal academic year, if that makes sense. I know it's not (laughs) academic. The third quarter, whatever they call it, the fourth quarter. With Anne, we already knew but this just confirmed that she's a legend. Yeah. <laughs> she's so charismatic. She is. And she has such a quick wit. And I think what you were saying about the sternness, I just see Prince Philip in that. And then the quick wit, I see the Queen. She's got both those sides from her parents. And that's obviously just rounded her, being brought up by them, rounded her as that person. And you can yeah. really see that come through in her personality. And kind of like the Queen in the way that We don't really know a lot about Anne, do we? So this was nice because we see her on engagements, we see photos of her, but we don't necessarily see her in video form. Yeah. Talking to the camera, talking to people. So this was a really nice and really different. I think they even appreciated the presenters was like you said, the fact that she is so knowledgeable about the sport and they were going into detail about some things. And I, not that I switched off, but I'm not a rugby player. I'm not a rugby fan. Let's be real. We were watching it because it was members of the royal family. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can just see that they're just so relaxed around each other. And although it was in a formal setting, as I said, it's in the green room at Windsor Castle, it was really informal. And I actually think at some points that they forgot that they were being filmed. Yeah, which is, again, that's hard. I mean, we've done the podcast. This is our 135th episode. It's a very hard thing to do. People think we're just having a conversation. There's a lot that goes on behind the scenes. And yeah, I agree with you. I think at times they forgot they were being recorded. That's what made it so magical. And that's what made it so real. Another thing is... Anne just knew so much about rugby. Bear in mind, like she's and she goes to their training sessions sometimes when she's in Scotland. She goes to nearly every single match that she possibly can. And she talked about it becoming an amateur sport into more of a professional sport and the changes over the years. That's a perspective that she can have as patron. And this is why when you listen to it, there was real depth and them talking about their love of sport as well. I can't fault it. I loved every single minute of it. Did you catch the wink that William gave Catherine? (laughs) Yes. Smooth operator. Man is still in love after all the years, let me tell you that. 
Yeah. He is still in love. You could really see the playfulness between them as a couple. I would love to be on a floor on their wall at one of their like home days just to see what they're like as a family. You could tell that Mike and Zara have an amazing relationship with William and Catherine as well. There's a real kinship there. There's real respect. And I just wanted to say a big props to James Haskell and Alex Payne as well as interviewers. And I'm saying that because... It was a conversation and it wasn't formal and stuffy, which sometimes when you I mean, we don't really see interviews with the royals, but occasionally in the past, it comes across as, you know, they've been given questions and they know exactly what they're going to say. But this was just a, a normal conversation and it would have been like that even if they weren't being recorded. And I really appreciated that. And I think they actually brought a lot of humour to the podcast as well. Yeah, exactly. And they probably drew out a different dynamic other than if it was just Mike in, um, interviewing them. Like I say, very surprising this week. Wasn't expecting it at all, but it was such a great, I think, opening into other people's way of seeing Anne and respecting her with as much respect as she deserves to have. Like she honestly has really served the royal family throughout the whole of her life, but I just, I've had, got so much more respect for her. It was funny when she was mentioning Peter. When he was playing rugby. He said, you know, were you a, were you a hands-on peer? And she was like, no, let him get <laughs> off with it. And he fell over and hurt himself. It, it is what it is. What did she say about Zara? Do they compare notes when she was competing? And she was like, oh, they would just call me an old fossil. <laughs> a dinosaur, I think it was, a dinosaur. Hang on a moment. How could she be a fossil? Obviously, she knows what she's <laughs> talking about. She won Sports Personality of the Year, yes. <laughs> and that's it's the brilliant. other thing we forget that she's an olympian i just love the woman i think she's such an inspiration so royal community what did you think of the good the bad and the rugby have you watched it as we said we'll link it in the show notes if you want to go and watch the episode or listen wherever you get your podcast not that we're promoting it <laughs> <laughs> this is not paid by the good the bad and the rugby <laughs> Come on over to Instagram, Keeping Up The Windsor's Pod, or send us an email, keepingupthewindsorspod at gmail.com. You'd love to support us. You can over on Kofi, K-O-F-I. The link is in the show notes. And please feel free to leave us a five-star review wherever you get your podcasts. It really does help us to reach more Royal Community members out there who love the Royals just as much as we do. Royal Community, as I said at the top of the show, if you want to keep listening, we're going to be chatting about our holiday for five minutes extra not royal talk now so if you want to catch up with more royal talk feel free to listen to our next week's episode thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next week on keeping up with the winters right rach for everyone who stayed behind let's talk holiday chats how did it go rach did you have a lovely holiday I had a lovely holiday. I spent two weeks in Orlando in Florida and I stayed at Disney and Universal and it was amazing. It was very hot as Florida is. It was very humid as Florida is. We had a massive storm. That's what happens when you are in Florida. (laughs) Yeah, because you were on the outskirts of the hurricane. I can't remember what the hurricane was uh, called, but it began, began with an I and I was on my holidays at the time and I was seeing it on TV and I thought, oh no, Rachel's gone on holiday and there's a hurricane. So it was the end of the hurricane making it stormy, right? Is that what happened? Yeah, we had a storm. It wasn't anything major. And to be fair, we used it as our shopping day. We went to the outlets. It was really funny because it was just full of British people. (laughs) 
<laughs> we get rain all the time, even in the summer. And what was funny is that week we were having a heat wave in the UK and we were like, we're missing the heat wave. We've yeah. only had about two weeks of sun here in the UK. You've probably heard us moan about the weather so much on this podcast. It was incredible. Last time I went was 2018. So to be back after five years, we had planned to go back and then COVID hit. And this trip has been planned and cancelled about three times now. So yeah. to actually be there and be in the atmosphere of Disney Universal and just be in America. I've not been to America for five years. And so that was really nice. I love a Walmart. I was going to say Walmart. I love a Super Target. <laughs> I love a Walmart and a Super Target. I could spend about five hours just in Target, I think. <laughs> Would it take you that long to get around? They're so big, aren't they? No, so big. And it's so funny. You're looking at things and you're like, oh, we've got that in the UK. And then there's things that you don't even recognize. And mm. yeah. I could just spend a fortune in that place. <laughs> I love the fact that the Fantas are completely different colours to ours. Yes. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a strange thing, isn't it? I'm like, get the E numbers down me. Go, go, go. <laughs> <laughs> and I also picked up some Lucky Charm cereal. <laughs> yes. Because over here, they're like a tenner, aren't they? Yeah, they're so expensive. So there was a few things. Like I love Lay's crisps, like mm. the salted, ready salted crisps are my favourite. So I got a few bags of them to tie me over because we don't get them here in the UK. Yeah. Two weeks just flew by and it doesn't really feel like I was there in a way. Mm. You've had so many disappointing times of it being pushed back. It's lovely that you've gone. I think it's like, hang on a minute, we actually went? Like yeah. in disbelief. It was incredible and I can't wait to go back to the US again. Shell and I, we've got so many places in the US we both want to go to. Charleston is at the top of my list. So mm -hmm. that's what I'm saving for. And hopefully, fingers crossed, next year I can make it happen. Hey! I'm putting it out there, Royal Community. I'm putting it out there into the universe. <laughs> so if anyone knows any, uh, any links, let Rachel know over on Instagram. I went on an 11-day cruise. I went to Iceland and to Northern Ireland. We were supposed to go to the Channel Islands, but we had a storm, just like you, Rach. We had a storm. So our itinerary changed slightly, but I'd never been to Iceland before. It's been on my bucket list for years, absolutely years, because I've always wanted to see the Northern Lights. Royal community, I got to see the Northern Lights. Yay! Oh, it was just as magical as anyone has ever explained them to be. I'd say, do that feeling you feel when you watch a fireworks display? And it's like, oh, this is so fun, I love it. And then you go, oh, but you know there's a beginning and end. With the Northern Lights, you don't know when it's going to start and when it's going to stop. So you also get that like, am I going to see them or am I not? So it adds to it. You get the highs and lows with it as well. And then when it's high, when you see the Northern Lights, they're just out of this world. And even words can't even explain how you feel when you see them because it's so natural, but a phenomenon. You're like, I can't believe I'm witnessing this with my own eyes. It's amazing. Yeah. We went whale watching and the marine biologist on the boat said because of the storm and it was really choppy, the whales tend not to come in at the time that we were there. But 
they had a rare sighting of orca whales and we saw two orca whales and apparently they never come in the fjord ever so because of the weather they came in and honestly i'm not kidding there was three marine biologists on this boat i have never seen them run so fast with a camera in all my life they were so excited obviously i was excited (laughs) i was like oh and then we saw a humpback whale as well so it was amazing we went up to a volcano crater we saw the geysers we saw the waterfalls i met an icelandic horse oh actually i met three icelandic horses i need to on jim i know i know jim the shire horse i mean there's love all around for the horses <laughs> but it was just incredible we had such a lovely time royal community if you've been to iceland out there you will know what exactly what i'm just about to describe to you because you can be in one place you can look around 360 degrees and the landscape that isn't a non-instagrammable moment every part you look in everywhere you look is breathtakingly beautiful and then 10 minutes later the sun comes out from the cl- the clouds or something changes and it looks completely different and then you got 360 degrees it's changed completely again and just going to those hot springs you can't believe like i'm standing right next to something there's boiling water like the bubbles are boiling i could boil an egg in this thing it just <laughs> feels like another world but it also feels really familiar and this icelandic people are so lovely we also went to belfast and it was amazing But I do want to say, whilst I was on the cruise ship, they did a talk on the Queen for a one-year anniversary. And they showed some clips from the funeral. They showed the corkies. And I was just sat there crying in the arena. (laughs) (laughs) The entire was crying. Oh, my gosh. Of course you were, (laughs) Cheryl. It was so emotional. It was so lovely that they put something on in remembrance of the Queen. And our cruise director, Pete, he's from Windsor. And he was chatting to us about some of the... Uh, stories of him meeting the the royals as he was going around as a kid. It was so nice. It really oh. was. You know what it's like, Rach, whenever I'm on a cruise, there's always a royal connection somewhere. <laughs> well, talking of royal connections, when I went to Epcot, we went into the UK pavilion. Now, if you've ever been there, royal community, the UK does not look like this. <laughs> It's like if Carlin made the UK. <laughs> it, honestly, I was like, this is the UK if it was posh. We don't all live like in Peter Pan, you know? Yeah, it was totally Peter Pan, wasn't it? Peter Pan. But we went, I went into one shop and, of course, I found some royal memorabilia, didn't I? <laughs> oh, you did. There what was, was some, it? There were some biscuit tins with King Charles on. There were some scarves that had Diana on them, like <laughs> a picture of Diana. <laughs> there we had some tins from the platinum jubilee i was like that's a bit outdated now. gosh i love it i love it when i went to epcot in the uk pavilion they had um dairy milk there was like a fiver or something yeah. like, it's expensive it's only 80 pence from you and, it, and what's really funny is when we were talking around my nephew who's 14 there was the red telephone boxes and we don't really have those apart from in london they're not a really a thing, a thing anymore. And mm-hmm. Tyler was like, did people honestly think this is how we live? <laughs> <laughs> Can you remember, Rach, when we were growing up, it was always BT boxes at the end of the street <laughs> rather than red telephone boxes. They literally are just for tourists, those red telephone yeah. boxes. Yeah, you don't tend to see them any- yeah. anywhere. You definitely see the post boxes where you put your post in, they're red yeah. and they look exactly the same as what Even Even the lamp post, he, he said, do they think we live in the Victorian times? <laughs> I was going to say, do they think we're Mary Poppins? Yeah. 
well that is our uh, holiday talk i had a lovely time i think rach you had a lovely time as well although we love you royal community i promise you we do it was just nice to have a little break from doing the weekly news because we've been doing that for two and a half years this is the longest break we've ever had yeah and it was only two weeks (laughs) (laughs) that's how dedicated we are royal community So we just want to say a massive thank you for listening. Thank you so much for being so dedicated and being here every week. We couldn't do this without you. So thank you so much for listening, for downloading. 800,000 downloads, Rach. This is just wow, wow, isn't it? Wow. It's incredible. So thank you so much. As you know from this episode, we're back to our normal scheduling now. Lots to come throughout the rest of the year. So very excited to keep on royal watching. And we'll see you next week, Royal Community. See you next week.